Hello and welcome to the ISBA BursaCast podcast. This episode has been recorded and released on the 29th of June in the afternoon. As always, this podcast will include the very latest operational and regulatory issues impacting independent schools. Today's episode is not going to be a long one, and so we'll jump right into it before we hear from John Murphy at the end to tell us about some of the latest offerings within the ISBA arsenal. First things first, shared parental leave and term time only working guidance for schools. Schools are receiving more inquiries about shared parental leave. I'll refer to this as SPL going forward, as staff seek to maximise their leave and pay entitlements. SPL allows for up to three separate blocks of leave with breaks in between. Similar to teachers ending maternity leave before summer holidays, it's becoming common for teachers to structure SPL to end before a school holiday and take another block immediately afterwards. SPL enables working parents to share leave in a flexible way, Eligible parents can get up to 50 weeks of SPL and up to 37 weeks of shared parental pay. The amount of SPL and shared parental pay depends on the maternity entitlement taken by the birth parent. Eligibility criteria for SPL are complex, requiring two parents sharing responsibility for the child. The birth parent must end or curtail their maternity leave, while the parent taking SPL must meet employment and earning criteria. SPL can be taken as continuous leave or discontinuous leave. Continuous leave is a consecutive period, while discontinuous leave involves multiple periods with breaks. Notice must be given eight weeks prior to taking leave. It's important to understand that employers cannot refuse a notice for continuous SPL, but requests for discontinuous SPL can be refused if not suitable for the workplace. Schools are receiving requests for continuous blocks of SPL to coincide with school terms. This aligns leave with term time and allows employees to receive full pay during school holidays, extending their entitlement. Schools cannot lawfully refuse such requests, and discouraging them can be challenging. Schools offering enhanced maternity pay may consider reducing the enhanced shared parental pay entitlement to address cost implications. However. This change should be approached carefully, considering legal risks and employee relations. On a practical level, schools may discuss concerns and operational impacts with employees making SBL requirements while aiming to find a compromise that minimises the school's impact. Having a written SPL policy is recommended, although not legally required. And as luck might have it, there is a template SBL policy available in the ISBA Model Staff Handbook. Moving on from this to remind you about the ISBA annual general meeting and to register your proxy vote. The deadline is Thursday 6th of July at 10.30am. For proxy appointments to be valid, members must appoint the chair of the meeting as their proxy. The proxy appointment form is within the reference library and the latest bulletin. This must be sent to ceopa at the isba.org.uk as soon as possible. On to another piece of health and safety guidance. The health and safety executive has issued a safety alert after an incident where a worker was killed when working underneath a raised telescopic pop-up toilet. There is a risk of people being crushed in this way because there is potential danger from lowering a raised pop-up toilet during cleaning, maintenance or inspection activities and intentional 
or unintentional access to the chamber underneath this type of toilet. The risks of any work on pop-up toilets must be managed by designers, manufacturers, suppliers and owners, and anyone providing information for or carrying out cleaning, maintenance or inspection. And I really wasn't kidding, this episode is going to be short. That is all the updates for this week. We'll now jump into a little chat with John Murphy to hear about some of the latest offerings the ISBA has. Right, and as a special treat for today, we're joined by the inimitable John Murphy. John, thanks for joining me. You're very welcome. Good to see you. Yeah, absolutely. And now, John, the ISBA has been busy behind the scenes post-conference developing all sorts of things. Would you mind just going over a few of the things that our members have to look forward to? Well, each of them are going to be useful to member schools in different ways. Um, The first thing we're going to put together, and we are well on the way to doing it, is an app that's going to help identify uh, all the documents that are required for an ISI inspection. Oddly enough, it's called the ISI Inspections app. Very good. And it's free free to members to use. Uh, We've got about 120 schools in the pilot project, and over the summer we'll see that come out. Um, And that will help take away some of the irksome drudgery of getting ready for um, an ISI inspection because the app will tell you when you need to rewrite something it will tell you when we've updated a template that you need to perhaps incorporate the changes in your own school's documentation so I think it will be a very useful piece of work. Okay, okay, sure so ISI inspection is number one second thing that we just had come out or is due to come out? Well the second thing that we have launched now and schools have all had an email about it is the data navigator which we're working in conjunction with Barnett Waddingham on and it gives schools a chance to have a look at their financial performance, um, see for themselves how they're doing. Most of them will know pretty intimately how they're doing. But it also lets them then compare to schools of the same type uh, in the same local area and nationally. So it gives a very good comparator for schools to see how, how well they're doing in comparison to the same size prep school or boarding school or big school, whatever it happens to be. Um, we've managed to preserve the anonymity of the schools within that, so it's completely anonymous. And you can only filter down to 25 schools, so you can't actually zero in on any, any particular school. So anonymity is assured, um, but the whole point about it is the more we can build up a database, the bigger database we get over the m- bigger number of years, the more useful it will become. Sure. And if schools haven't yet done the survey, yep. uh, in order to gain access, they need to do the survey? You need to do the survey to gain access. It doesn't cost anything to do that. But if you want some of the more detailed work, I think the, uh, the, the charge is £1,250 a year uh, to access some of the very detailed stuff yeah, that Barnett Waddingham have in place. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had a look at it with Alan. It's very beautiful to look at, very easy to navigate. So that's two down. The third thing that ISBA is working on, which is why you need a holiday. <laughs> yeah, a holiday be good. Um, but the third thing we've started is a mentoring and coaching programme. Um, I've had a lot of people come forward as potential mentors, for which I'm very grateful. And equally, I've had a lot of bursars come forward and say, help, can somebody come and talk to me about this, that or the other? Um, it's a service we will have in place where these mentors will be um, contracted to ISBA and ISBA subcontracts them to the school. So the school and ISBA has, have the relationship. Um, and we're looking to sell blocks of time in 10-hour t- in blocks um, per year. So you can buy 10, 20, 30 hours, whatever you want to do. And it's about £1,800 per 10-hour block to buy the services of a a very skilled and experienced mentor. And so this isn't just for bursars new to the post, though. It's, you know, if you happen to be in any... Yeah. But what I was looking for was a mechanism of taking the perhaps 10, 15, 20-year experienced bursars and getting all that distilled wisdom into people who are new into the sector. That was the primary aim. But actually looking at the people who want to have mentors, it's not just the, the new to the sector people at all. It's actually a good cross-section of, of folk who do want that. 
We've got a couple of trained coaches uh, who can do coaching as well as mentoring, but mentoring is the primary aim. But coaching um, is catching on fast. I've had a couple of people who want who want that service as well. Jolly good. Well, from the meeting we've just had, all staff, it's been fantastic looking back over conference and lots to look forward to going forward. Now, I know you've got to get off for a, a little bit of a break, so I'll let you jump off. But John, thanks so much. You're very welcome. Nice to see you. Thank you very much to John for coming on to chat about some of the latest services that are available there. That will end this episode and there is no Friday Focus episode, as they're going to be called from now on, rather than Versacast Supplement, which was quite frankly getting confusing. So no Friday Focus this week and possibly not one next week also. We'll be back the week after that with another episode and a Versacast. So this is a brief farewell and we shall catch up again once I suspect all the schools have left for their summer holidays and the bursas are left to remain and carry on making sure things are ticking over nicely. So with that, please do remember to share this with members of your team and subscribe wherever it is you're listening to never miss an update. With all that done, have a lovely weekend when it comes. Farewell.